0: Hi, my name is Luke Staunton and I'm 11 years old and I'm from Comesson County Mead. My story is called Luke versus Fluffy. Don't forget to download a free party pack. Trick or treat for sick children, supported by my waddy. There's three things that Luke Staunton really doesn't like. Mad scientists, cats... And the fact that Meath have never won an All-Ireland hurling final. And that's fine, just fine. Sooner or later, Luke knew he'd get around to helping Meath win an All-Ireland hurling final. And sure, there was other stuff to deal with. Luke had spent more time in Temple Street Hospital than most children. He'd had 10 surgeries, but that couldn't slow him down at all. Right now, the problems that Luke had to deal with were specifically a mad scientist and a cat. Once when Luke had expressed his distrust of cats, and you know he's right, cats can't be trusted. He'd been asked whether he'd like to fight 100 normal-sized cats or one gigantic, enormous cat. One giant cat, of course, he'd replied. That sounded way more fun than 100 ordinary cats. Oh, what a silly mistake that was. Our story begins as these things often do on Halloween. Luke's costume had taken him a long time and a fair bit of help to make. But it was his best ever costume. He was a big cartoon sponge. You know the one. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea. Yeah, that one. Anyway, he was out trick-or-treating with his sister Zoe and his cousin Evan with a Halloween bag in one hand and a hurley in the other. Because if you're going to win an All-Ireland for Meath, you're going to need to practice every chance you get, including birthdays, Christmas and Halloween. Unfortunately this year they'd left it a bit late, there'd been hurly practice, which meant that lots of the houses were already completely out of treats. We're so sorry, said one parent, but early monsters get the grub. The kids were looking on the bright side, their bags were nearly half full, when they came to a house that didn't seem to fit in with the others on the street. Chuck Moore said the sign on the gate, although well, the house didn't look any bigger than the others. The house didn't have any Halloween decorations on it, which usually means no trick-or-treating here. But at the very moment they passed, there was a man standing in the doorway dressed in what was clearly, obviously, definitely a Halloween costume. He had a wild mop of white hair, a big white Einstein moustache, a lab coat, a pair of protective goggles and in his arms he held a small cat that he was gently stroking through long black rubber gloves. No decorations means no trick or treat, said Zoe. That's the rule. She looked at her mother, who was standing nearby, keeping a quiet eye on things. But he's wearing a Halloween costume, argued Luke. And that's a kind of decoration. His mother raised an eyebrow. By my calculations, said Evan, looking at their half-empty Halloween bags, we're not going to fill these bags. But if this guy has loads of treats to give out, but no other kids are calling because he's got no decorations up... Well, we could make up for all the houses that had nothing left. It can't hurt to ask, said Luke. We'll be polite. So, with their mother's approval, well, at least she didn't say no, up the driveway the three children went. Trick or treat, trick or treat, they called out hopefully. Oh, treats, yes, treats, that's the idea, replied the crazy looking old man. I'm Dr. Moore, who are you? I'm your friendly neighbourhood spider boy, said Evan. And I'm zombie Hermione, said Zoe. I live in a pineapple under the sea, sang Luke. At every other house when he'd done this, all the other kids had chanted out his name in response. But this time there was no chorus, just an awkward silence. Are you a mad scientist? asked Luke, being as friendly and polite as possible. Your costume's brilliant. I do not like to be called mad, exclaims the mad scientist. I, I am unconventional. I am ahead of my time. He looked around a little confused. But, but, but what costume do you mean? I, I'm not wearing a costume. You mean to say you're really a ma- You're really a scientist? Not only am I a scientist! He was really animated now, speaking almost entirely in exclamation points. The cat he held in his arm is looking slightly nervous. Today I am to reveal my greatest invention. On Halloween, it's the perfect time to prove to the world that my monster ray is finally working. Monster ray? What's that? Asked the children nervously. M-N-S-T-E-R ray. The massive, nutritious snacks and treats enlargement ray. Ray. It can turn any snack into a bigger, healthier, tastier snack. It can turn mandarin oranges into bigger oranges. "Uh, Couldn't we just buy bigger oranges? asked Evan. It turns jelly babies into fully grown jelly adults. That actually sounds kind of gross, whispered Luke. Zoe made an ick face. Actually, so do jelly babies when you think about it, she replied. "It It turns chocolate fingers into gigantic chocolate arms. He looked at the three children and saw that his descriptions were grossing them out a little. It turns any snack you've got into a giant version of that snack while enhancing its nutritional value. More treats, bigger treats, just as tasty treats, and everything is healthier than before. OK, great, we'll try it. Nope, sorry, you can't, said the mad scientist. There's been an incident. Unfortunately for now, the monster ray is out of commission. Is it broken? asked Zoe disappointed. Is it dangerous to humans? Asked Evan worried. No, 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 no. It, it's working perfectly and it's perfectly safe to living things. My my cat Fluffy got stuck in the ray and now she's mostly fine. Oh, the poor kitty, said Zoe, who loves animals. She walked right up to the mad scientist and reached out to the cat he was holding in his arms. Are you OK, Fluffy? Oh, oh no, this is Buffy, said the mad scientist he walked a short distance to a small shed next to his house. A sign above the door read Laboratory. Standing carefully to one side of the door, he pushed it open. An enormous paw sprang out and hit the ground, no more than half a metre from where the three children stood, its extended claws cutting deep into the concrete paving. That's fluffy, said the scientist. And behind the terrifying paw, they could see a kitten so big that it couldn't get through the door, much as it seemed to want to. Its face pressed up to the door frame as if it was no bigger than a mouse hole. And Evan and Zoe and Luke were the mice. The scientist explained. I was about to monsterfy a kipper for the two cats. It's Fluffy's favourite. Unfortunately, well, well, Fluffy didn't wait for the giant kipper. She was quite happy eating a normal sized one and somehow, while she was standing there eating it, well, you can see what happened. And now I'm stuck out here and the monster ray is stuck in there. I can't even get in the back door because it's protected by a laser tripwire lock. And I forgot the key. There won't be any giant snacks today. Very sorry. The children were transfixed. The story was incredible. But even more incredible was the presence of a 20-foot tall bundle of paws, claws and teeth. And it had to be said, cuteness. Fluffy was a gorgeous cat with black and white fur and big green eyes. Little Zoe was the first to respond. She walked in a wide circle, being very sure to keep out of the long reach of the playful giant kitten to where the dejected mad scientist was standing. Don't be sad, she said. Luke will help. What? No. Luke wasn't happy at all to hear his sister sign him up for what sounded like a very risky mission. Zoe continued. Luke's brave. He's not afraid of anything. He's fast and he's clever and he's got some tricks that no one else can do. He can handle a kitten. She looked up at the doorway through which the enormous cat was doing its best to reach them with her claws. OK, so it's a giant kitten, but it's, it's a kitten. Great idea, said Evan. Luke will get the monster ray and help you get Fluffy back to its normal size. I've got a better idea, said Luke, and it involves the two of you not saying anything. I don't even like cats. Zoe looked at her big brother. I know you can do it, Luke, she said. You're the only one who can. She called to her mother who was waiting at the end of the driveway. Ma'am, Luke's going into the shed to help the doctor's cat, OK? Very kind of you, Luke, replied his mother. Evan clapped him on the shoulder. Best of luck, Luke. You're the one dressed as a superhero, complained Luke. How come I have to deal with it? I don't even like cats. Luke stood at the back door while Dr Moore explained how the laser tripwire worked. There's a laser here. Dr Moore indicated the lens on the right of the doorframe and a receptor directly opposite. Anything passing through the doorway will interrupt the laser. The instant the laser beam stops hitting the receptor, the trap will be triggered and you will be imprisoned. Luke could handle a laser trap. He opened a flap at the front of his big square sponge costume. Connected to his belly button, there was a small but very discreet and very powerful laser. It was a scientifically designed superpower and the doctors who put it there had chosen Luke to test it because Luke had the precise abilities that they needed in a hero. He was smart. He was fast. He had great aim. Just ask his hurley coach and he was incredibly, famously brave. They expected that Luke would, one day when he was older, use his laser power to save Ireland or the world. But what no one expected was that Luke would be, at 11, doing battle with a giant kitten called Fluffy. Luke adjusted the laser, took careful aim and fired. A continuous beam of light shot from his belly to the tripwire receptor. Then, as carefully as he could in his enormous square, spongy cardboard costume, Luke stepped into the doorway instantly blocking the tripwire laser. Nothing happened. His plan was working. Slowly, carefully, Luke was able to shuffle sideways through the door, making sure to keep his laser carefully aimed at the tripwire receptor. He had made it into the shed. Now to deal with Fluffy. The laboratory was enormous, much, much bigger than it looked possible from the outside. It was easily as big as the gym in Luke's school and just as brightly lit. In the centre were three long workbenches covered in all sorts of scientific apparatus. Microscopes, weighing scales, vials and tubes. Your standard mad scientist kit. The floor was littered with half-built contraptions. There were boxes and bottles labelled with every type of warning symbol imaginable. On the other side of the lab, he saw the large cat. Well, more specifically, he saw the large cat's butt. Fluffy was crouched at the far door, her tail waving gently high in the air and her face pressed low as she looked through at the others. She gave a loud, slightly sad meow. Luke looked about for the enlarging ray. He noticed it nearby immediately. In the chaos of the laboratory, two things looked out of place. One was a giant cat, obviously. The other was a corner of the room that had been kept pristine, with bare walls and floors painted in the purest, brightest white. The area was about 10 metres long and 5 metres wide and contained at one end a half-eaten piece of fish. On the other was a weird device that had a long pointy lens pointing to a very bulky, very complicated-looking machine on the side of which was stenciled Monster. As quietly as he could, he crept across to look at the machine. There was a dial labelled Magnification that went from 1 to 10, currently set to 10. And there was a big red button labelled Activate. There was also a screen through which you could see precisely where the ray was pointing. It was still aimed at the piece of fish that Dr Moore had intended as a big treat for his little cats. Easy. I've played video games more complicated than this. He glanced over the door to make sure that Fluffy hadn't noticed him yet. A giant kipper should keep Fluffy occupied for a while, he thought. He pressed the red button. The monster machine powered up with a very noisy, high-pitched whine. The lights dimmed as the device greedily drew all the power it needed. Luke clenched his eyes and covered his ears. He could feel the floor vibrating. The whine of the machine grew both louder and higher-pitched. There was a small popping sound, followed by total silence and a terrible fishy smell. He opened his eyes again. The kipper was now two metres long. Oh, yes, shouted Luke. He looked over and saw the cat. Fluffy was now looking in his direction. For a second he thought his plan had worked. Fluffy looked at the giant kipper. Then at Luke. Then at the kipper. And then at Luke again. Oh no! said Luke. With an excited squeal, Fluffy sprang towards him. And if you've ever seen a cat spring, you know how fast they can move and how fast they can jump. A normal cat can easily jump five or six times its own size, about two metres. But a five metre long cat can jump about 30 metres. Luke had never seen anything so fast. He ran, but there was no way he could outrun the excited kitten, especially in his big cardboard costume. He got about 20 metres before the cat caught him and knocked him over with his big fluffy paw. He landed on his back, completely unhurt of course, as his big square box of a costume offered a lot of protection. He was on his back looking directly at Fluffy's face. The cat leaned in close so that it was nose to giant nose with the 11-year-old boy. And it licked him. And purred. Loudly. Some people will tell you that there's nothing in the world cuter than getting licked by a kitten. Their tongues have lots of tiny ridges that are great for cleaning fur and that makes their gentle licks feel like little tickles. But Luke does not agree. He will tell you that there is nothing more disgusting than getting licked by a giant kitten. But Luke had an idea. Once again, he reached for the flap in his costume. He pushed Fluffy's face away from his, twisted his body around so he could aim and said, If you want to play, play with this. He fired the laser. A red dot appeared on the wall directly across from Fluffy's head. The cat leaped high into the air, twisted gracefully and landed away from Luke, already poised to pounce at the light. She leapt for the dot. Luke switched off the light and quickly clambered to his feet. The confused cat was looking around, wondering where the red dot had gone. Luke fired the laser again, putting the dot on the ground right in front of her. She pounced. He moved the light. She pounced again. Luke backed off to the side of the room, using the laser to keep Fluffy entertained and as far away as possible. He heard Zoe yell through the doorway, Are you okay, Luke? Everything's under control, he shouted back. Just give me a few minutes. The pouncing cat knocked over some very expensive looking machinery with a loud crash. Please be careful, Dr. Moore pleaded. It took him about 20 minutes to wear out poor Fluffy. Eventually she had gotten tired of chasing the laser light and had gone instead to nibble on the gigantic and very smelly fish. Shortly after that she curled up into a gigantic ball and fell asleep. Evan and Luke and Zoe were happy to get back home. Zoe was absolutely madly in love with the colossal kitten. She had thrown her arms around its massive neck and snuggled up to its deep, soft fur. Dr. Moore had promised she could come and visit any time she liked. Evan and Luke were just glad the adventure was over. Their Halloween bags were still only half full, but they were enormous. Best and definitely the weirdest Halloween ever. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Bye.